right, welcome to today's podcast. It's Thursday, August 5th. Thanks for finding the podcast. Maybe share it out. Let other people know. We've got some good local Toledo talk, long form content. No songs, no commercials. Remember the radio show has songs, has commercials, and smaller bits of what's happening here every weekday. Uh, 2 to 7 on the new Q105. You can hear weekend stuff, even smaller snackable portions of the show. Saturdays from 11 to 2, and then Sunday from 12 to 4. But we are here now, and I think I can finally put to bed why we haven't got any new songs other than features in a long time from an artist I really like. If we were going to match this person up next to Beyonce, I would take this person every single time. Remember, I don't hate Beyonce. I just, and I think she's wonderfully talented. I just think she's, if we were doing the rated game, overrated, underrated, properly rated, she's overrated. Um, Some other things to get to before we get to that. And also, let me give you uh, a small laundry list of things to do. It's counter-programming for Jeep Fest. Um, I'm sure there are some people who will avoid downtown at all costs. I just heard some people today when I was um, out at a station remote. How are they doing the parade if downtown's all ripped up? Well, look, I get why you might want to avoid 100,000 or so people. Um... In downtown, I'll be down there. I'll see the Kids Zone, Imagination Station, Festival Park from like ten to five Saturday and Sunday as well. But there's some, uh, there's a lot of other things going on. This is the most things I've actually come across on a weekend. So lots of counter programming to share with you uh, for Jeep Fest family stuff, not so family stuff. Oh shit, I forgot to mention the um, tomorrow night. There is a uh, there's a craft beer crawl is going from Thursday to Sunday, and I'm telling you this right now because I want you to go visit at Heavy. That's part of Toledo Spirits. My friends from the Toledo Animal Rescue will be out there. Ask for Steve. Maybe you'll meet Faith, who still needs a home and a family or a person to adopt her. Forgot to mention that on the air. So Toledo Spirits, Toledo Animal Rescue tomorrow night. Um, let's dive into the uh, to the heavier topics first. And I do see that schools are making mass decisions. So that should create some really friendly dialogue on the local news Facebook pages. Don't read the comments. Uh, first things first, I hope you got to listen to yesterday's podcast. Uh, my coworker, Cush, Jim, Jim Cushland. James Cushlin is how he's listed on the Board of Elections. He's running for Toledo City Council with some very common sense things. He's just running as a common dude, tired of the way that government at, uh, at all levels, regardless of party, is run. I wish him luck. But I think to be in politics and successful at it, you've got to play the game. And he's made the decision to try to at least be involved in the game. Good luck to him. Um, one of the things, one of the four things he is, uh, he'd like to, to push press forward with is making sure the traffic cameras never come back. And I threw a point out to him and he, I said, we can catch people doing bad things with those cameras. He's like, yeah, that, that's a good, that's a fair point. Um, he did say his counter to that was, it's not like people are being mowed down at busy intersections. So true. And as I mentioned yesterday and on the air and other podcasts, look, if they are for safety reasons, 
show us the safety data, which I believe from in most traffic camera situations is at best inconclusive to keep them going based on they are for safety rather than revenue generation. Um, but it's tragic. More, It's ironic, but more tragic that I come across this story, which you might have heard from earlier in the week. There was a hit and run. Um, let me read you this story from 13 ABC. The family of Denise Fraze, the 70-year-old woman killed in the hit-and-run accident on the corner of Door and City Park Avenue. They're urging whomever is responsible for the accident to come forward. Uh, TPD received a call around 11.30 Sunday evening that a person was laying lying in the street when they arrived on the scene. They determined that Fraze was crossing Door when she was struck by a vehicle traveling westbound. She was taken to St. V's, where she was pronounced dead. Um, if there had been... Now, I don't think there is any kind of camera at that intersection, but this is why I'm for having them everywhere. As long as they are used fairly. Um, And to Jim's point yesterday, with true accountability, and they're not used or misused for nefarious means. And like Bethany had a great point before, I'll sum it up. There should be some kind of arbitration, like independent arbitration, when you want to battle one of these tickets, because we know that they can malfunction or it clocked you 11 over when you were, you're sure you were at eight over. Like if it's wrong, you shouldn't get that ticket and maybe even be refunded some money for the time you have to go downtown to fight that thing. So, and I know that for a long time, authorities and governments have misused things that they say is for safety. Um, But I'll just throw this out as a counterpoint. And that's why I say, as long as they are used fairly, um, If one family can have some peace and resolution and someone who did an awful thing and and took the life of a human being, if one family can have that peace, put those goddamn things everywhere. And if 10 people or 100 people, maybe that's a lot. Again, I don't want those cameras misused for uh, illicit reasons or just to be a cash register. But this is... I weigh finding bad people and giving peace to families uh, who are looking for criminals, trying to find their own. Um, I give more weight to them than I do to you saying it's not constitutional or these things are only a cash register. So this family has my my sympathy um, because as things stand right now, they won't know who committed this crime. And as we talked about yesterday with Jim, um, if... He said, well, in the 80s, you know, there weren't any cameras and we got along just fine. Yeah. And you know who also got along? A lot of people who did a lot of bad things and might have wrought a lot of harm and damage to other people's lives. Um, They got to go free and loose. I know I I say this a lot and um, we call it the, the digital age. There was the industrial revolution. The last 25 years have been the digital revolution. I call this the era of accountability more than anything. Um. If I can only read my handwriting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's so funny. I, I've told you that I, I read a lot of Philadelphia news, and it's so crazy. Like, they're having a gun violence and homicide problem as well. And there was a very long piece that I, uh, to be quite candid, I need to reread uh, when I go home. I just skimmed through it this morning. And the way that uh, some in Philadelphia are trying to combat the gun violence is just clean up the damn neighborhoods. Uh, and the people that live in a lot of these neighborhoods don't have the money to... Um, renovate their homes. And when there are broken down 
streets and neighborhoods. Those are like calling cards or they're like beacons for criminals. If they were nicer looking, criminals might not do what they're doing in these neighborhoods. And again, I'll grab some more from that article and uh, and, pri- and try to give you more from it or I'll, I'll definitely share it out if you're interested in it. But yeah, like I, I said in a couple of TikToks, forgive me, I... Forgive me if I'm repeating content on multiple platforms. Thank you for being in all of them. But sometimes I forget if I said something on the podcast, on the air, on TikTok now that I'm trying to do those daily. Um, People shooting others and committing any kind of gun violence is the end result of bad infrastructure, poor education, um, bad family upbringings. And those are pretty solvable problems and not really political or partisan issues. Um, if people in the community, if we can help them do better and people within those downtrodden communities and neighborhoods, uh, don't stray to violence, we all win. So we don't have to worry about somebody shooting off a gun outside of Franklin Park Mall. And I think I did see Cardi say, now it's coming into, um, you know, the suburbs. There is somebody shoots off a gun once a year, twice a year at Franklin Park Mall. It, 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 that kind of thing has been happening. Um, but let's clean up these neighborhoods, like first and foremost. All that, uh, I know there was a great, uh, there's another meeting yesterday, a community meeting for people to offer insight how the $180 million, I think, we're getting from the COVID relief should be spent. And many people were like, yeah, let's build up communities. Let's make sure that uh, universal pre-K is absolutely a thing because of the study-driven and results-based outcomes that come from making sure a three-year-old is in good shape and can turn into a good five-year-old and then a seven-year-old and then a 17-year-old, like starting them off strong and not having to worry about just walking down the street in their neighborhood. So cleaning up neighborhoods can be a great remedy or a great elixir to what could ultimately be years down the road, the gun violence, which is now that the gun violence is the outcome of what's been building for five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. So nicer neighborhoods. And with that, and I'm not absolving uh, people in the neighborhood for not taking care of their houses and their streets. Um, Look, laziness plays into some of it and you've got to have pride where you live. And even if where you live sucks and you hate it, maybe taking that first small step of putting a new, painting the door. Getting a newer mailbox, not major cost, but maybe that will be a catalyst for somebody else down the street to go, oh, they put up a new mailbox. I, I can do something better than that. That's why just a couple of weeks ago, the city announced the beautification of Toledo neighborhoods where people in each district will win some prizes and get mayoral recognition for making their neighborhoods look nicer. Yeah, the city and other entities can help, but you're not helpless. A very small point to this. Um, I am often home during the day and walking the dogs when I see the Republic people going around getting, uh, doing their job, getting the trash cans and the recycling. I saw one guy a couple weeks ago dropping all kinds of unsavory yet colorful language because somebody didn't stuff their trash can right. So he had to get out and clean it up. And look, I know every Thursday, um, I'm probably going to have to pick up some things from the front lawn. Thankfully, it's not a huge mess. And for the most part, people where I live in my little condo uh, collective, if when stuff falls out and doesn't make it into the Republic um, receptacle in the vehicle, 
we all pick it up. But there are some people who treat those Republic workers like they're their maids, like your mom used to tell you. I am not your maid. I'm not cleaning up after you. Um, they irresponsibly stuff their uh, receptacles, their recycling, and their trash, and then it makes a mess. And then sometimes that Republic person isn't going to want to clean up your mess, which you could have prevented. Can I make a quick point, like a real quick example that I saw today, and maybe I'll snap a picture when I get home. First of all, it's not even fucking recycling day in my neighborhood. Try to keep track. If you can't, just look it up online. Just because you put your blue bucket out there doesn't mean the magic recycling fairy is going to show up and take your uh, your recyclables. So today, their recycle, their blue bin was packed. Couldn't even close the lid. Um, okay, so that's that's one bad thing because when that thing goes up in the air, gravity is going to win a lot of these battles, and then things tumble out into the street. Um, sorry, I just got a text message. Maybe I'll edit this out. I won't. There was a pizza box in there. Uh, so far as I know, pizza boxes, anything that is a dirty box, pizza boxes are dirty, there's grease on them, not to be recycled. So put that in your trash. So that was sticking out of the top of their blue bin. They also had like a swath of boxes that were not broken down. Please break down your boxes so you can fit more into the blue recycling bin. Or imagine this, if you break all those boxes down, you might even be able to close the lid. So it's little things like that where you can be a part of taking care of your neighborhood. Because if that happened in another neighborhood where people might not care as much and they don't have pride in their streets because people are just going to come around here shooting things anyway, that person's house looks like shit. I don't care if, you know, trash is laying in the neighborhood. Well, how do you think trash gets there? Sure, some people might litter, but some of that litter comes from people incorrectly. Boy, I must sound so fucking old right now. Um, incorrectly putting things in their trash and recycling bins. So that person who had all that stuff stacked up, do yourself a favor. I've done this. There has been times where I have not been able to get all my recycling out in one week. So you know what? I took some of those boxes out and saved them for the next week because there's no way your recycling is getting filled up like a trash can would every couple of weeks. If it is, you might be doing an impeccable job recycling. So shout out to you. Um... There is a sign. I didn't say it on the air. So when I get off 475, and I'm usually going over to Amanda's house, uh, getting off 475, going towards going west, uh, get off 475, I go to McCord to make a right at that light where the Chick-fil-A is. There is a sign as you get onto McCord. Now, it's a, it's a now hiring kind of thing. It says something about and this is definitely a Chick-fil-A hiring sign. It's their logo on there. It says work that matters and something after that, pride or whatever. But it says work that matters. Look, I know that I can sound like a dick. I can come off as being very critical. But for the most part, um, I will hear someone out, If especially if I'm going to be super critical. In this case, I am. Can you explain to me how Chick-fil-A's work that matters like, I get it. It could be, and, and I, you don't have to tell me two things. I have two of the many maxims in my life. Everything is subjective and everything is relative. In the sense that that, that sign might be, it might be applicable to a 16-year-old getting their first job where 
it matters that they're working at a place that I guess treats people really well and pays them really well and teaches them to be responsible and maybe turns them into good leaders and good citizens. So in that case, yes, work that matters. But that's really the only way I can hear an argument of believing Chick-fil-A is work that matters. And I know some people are die hard, like you live on Chick-fil-A. It is the only thing your kids or someone's kids that you know, it's the only stuff that they'll eat. The only place that they'll behave when you take them. Um, But let's not confuse work that matters at Chick-fil-A with defeating cancer, coming up with COVID information, a teacher, TFD, TPD, work that matters. Now, look, another thing, as much as I know everything is subjective and relative, I also know that I can be overly literal, so maybe I'm reading too much into that. Um, Another thing that will probably be unpopular, but I'll start it with this. It's super cool that we get to say we have a Toledo Olympian. Uh, uh, we had a Toledo Olympian. Now we have a Toledo medalist. Did Eric Kennard, the track and field dude from a couple years ago, did he medal or was he just a Toledo Olympian? So O'Shea Jones, the welterweight boxer, the first American female in her class to medal. That's pretty incredible. I, I Apparently we suck at boxing. Um, I think in the... 80s and 90s every now and then. We had some great Olympic boxers. Roy Jones Jr. comes to mind, but not many others. I remember in the 90s, there was an Antonio Tarver who was a great American boxer. Then he was a good professional boxer. But I think we get our butts kicked, uh, male and female, in boxing in the Olympics. So it's a great honor for uh, O'Shea Jones, the Toledoan, to be a medalist. This is kind of a... We give everybody trophies kind of thing or every kid gets a medal. Um, I never got too deeply into that because when that was a big thing in what, the late aughts, like 08, 09, 10, and the 2010s, like I didn't have kids. So I could see, like I remember, uh, I could see why um, a parent at that time would be questioning or happy that their kid got a medal, even though they couldn't hit the ball on the tee in T-ball. Um. I think there's reasonable arguments on both sides. As usual, let's see what the math or the science says. Uh, But O'Shea Jones is an adult. She got a medal. And I had been wondering, like, late last week, I think after she won her second fight, where I read a story that said she's guaranteed to get a medal. I'm like, okay, wait a second. So how does this work? She's fighting in the semifinals, so there's four people left. You only get three medals, right? Gold, silver, bronze. That's, that's just the way it's always been. And you can say that silver is the first loser and bronze is the second loser. Fine, fine, fine. But as far as Olympic, the Olympic mythos and culture, it's, you know, there's something to be said for all of those. Obviously, you want gold, but maybe you exceeded your personal expectations and you got a bronze and you're totally cool with that. Um, so there's four left, four boxers left. How does this, how is she guaranteed a medal? So what, maybe even if she loses the semifinal, she fights the loser of the other semifinal and they fight for, I I, I couldn't figure it out. Then I see that in the way boxing works, and I uh, admittedly don't know if it's Olympic boxing, female boxing, if it's just because it's very, it's covid times, but she lost her semifinal match, and she got a medal. 
kind of reeks of everybody gets a medal, at least down to fourth place. So, and and again, I am completely open open to hearing how I'm wrong on this, um, because of all things that shouldn't be the type of setting where everybody gets a medal. The Olympics should definitely be that. No. All right, so thanks for allowing me to be a little uh, get-off-my-lawn-y, but there is uh, plenty to do this weekend, lots of counter-programming for Jeep Fest. I'll see you at the kids' zone, but some other things um, you may want to check out. One of the things that I wanted to get out to because, oh, I just see that a friend of mine's mom passed away. Oh, Jesus. Um... The uh, Festival of India is happening at, I believe, Centennial Terrace on Sunday. I have grown a very good liking for curry over the years recently. Star of India, uh, Tandoor. Oh, boy. So, uh, Festival of India is Centennial Terrace. First Friday, the Art Red Arts Walk tomorrow night all shook up. An Elvis, um, perform- <clears throat> an Elvis musical uh, by the Young Rep at Ottawa Park is happening this weekend. The Craft Crawl is Thursday through Sunday at a variety of our breweries uh, and places that serve beer. The Wood County Fair is happening. The Zoo's Art Fair is Saturday. Dinosaur Adventures. It's the Jurassic Park thing happening at the Rec Center. So that seems very cool. It's this weekend, but it also goes through next week during the week as well. So there is a ton going on. For uh, more, I screenshotted a lot of these things and details from the Blade because I know you probably don't read it. So check that out on my personal, not the show, the personal Facebook page. Um, one more thing. So it's Rihanna. She is uh, she's worth $1.4 billion. And most of it is from her Fenty brand. So that's probably the perfect explanation I, that I didn't know. Um, I knew that she was focusing on a lot of that brand and what it puts out. Beauty, clothing, and so forth. Uh, that's a pretty good explanation as to why she has not sunk any more of herself into doing albums or even singles like she's been featured on some tracks. But yeah, even if she's incredible at it and she loves doing it, um, even if it's not all about making the billions or $1.4 billion, uh, making that kind of money with that brand takes a lot of time. So I can see why she might not want to put three quarters of herself into an album when other things in her life, including her relationship, can be taking up so much time to make her and others so much money. So good for her. I would uh, kill to have more Rihanna music. Thanks for being here today. Tomorrow, uh, we may record, but I've got one in the can. So you can hear from who I think is one of the very best Toledo journalists. Uh, She's leaving, and she was finally able to accept an invite to the podcast. That will hit Friday morning around 6 a.m.